0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Arts for the Health of It. I'm Richard Wilmore.
1: And I'm Catherine Pardesini.
0: And uh, we're here on this Monday afternoon, if you're watching this live on Facebook or YouTube. So you should join us on all of those things and watch us live because you can interact and talk to us and our guest. Um, but before we bring Clinton out, I just wanted to say, Catherine, do you um, want to do something fun with me? Sure. I love that I get to um, do this and then not tell the other host what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> I don't like being surprised, but I like surprising other people. So That's convenient um, for you, Richard. Sure. Yeah, it is very convenient, but I mean, you could do it too. I just think of it and then I do it, um, but I don't like surprises. Um, so a couple episodes ago, I think it was our third episode of season two, we had the creator and illustrators of uh, Joy Cards mm. on, And it's a thing you can get on, of course, online. Um, But I thought maybe we, you and I could start going through these every week and uh, seeing what's on. So they're all just little, like, health-related ways to, like, improve your day. And they're all numbered. They're all, each one literally has a custom-designed piece of artwork for each card. I know, it's a really pretty, pretty packaging. It comes with a little book to explain what everything. Day is, but we're not going to take all that time because you know we'd rather talk to Clinton. But (laughs) so day one, Catherine, is judgment-free day. Mm. And you're supposed to notice how you feel. And this is for everyone listening. Uh, pay attention to your self-talk. Replace judgments or complaints about yourself, your life, or others with a compliment or a kind word. We should have done this right away in the morning, but we're going to start it in the afternoon. And Clinton, who's in the UK, will start it tomorrow when he wakes up. because <laughs> it's. Late. So you take that and um, this is available on their website. We'll put that in the show notes where you can go and actually purchase the joy cards. But I think there are like 48 cards all with different things on them. And they're really fun. So next week could be something, Catherine, where we have to draw something or create something I'm right ready. here. Get ready.
1: It's better if you just surprise me.
0: All right, then I will. Um it is uh, paperback book day this week, Catherine. Did yes, you know that?
1: I did. Okay. So I'm cheating a little bit. Okay. Are we sharing our favorite paperback? Sure. Okay. It does come in a paperback, but I have a hard cap hardback. <laughs> this is my son's book actually, but it's one of my favorites. It's called it's an Lady elephant. elephant. Yeah, see, you love elephants. <laughs> okay. Called waiting is not easy. It's by Mo Willems, and it's just if you—I don't want to spoil it, but it's just a lovely reminder about trusting the process.
0: Mo Williams, is that a comedian? He's a comedian, right?
1: He—I don't know if he's a comedian. He's—I um, mean, his his illustrations are comical, um, but I don't know if he's actually. Oh, you're—I th- know who you're thinking of. Who am I thinking no. of? Um. That's a different Mo, somebody.
0: Um, I know Mo. There's a Mo comedian who has children's books. I don't mm. know, whatever. There's a long break in the middle of this of this uh, episode, so I'll look I it know. up during that commercial break. Um, do you want to know my favorite? Yes.
1: What is yours?
0: Um, it's this. It's the owner's manual to my new dishwasher that it just got installed <laughs> a half an hour ago. So that's my new favorite book
2: paperback
0: Amazing. and I love it and it's working right now about seven feet from me and it's so quiet and I'm so excited to see what comes out of it. And I would like to borrow
1: a copy of that.
0: Yeah you can you can I'll send it to you when I'm done reading it cover to cover. All right. Um do we want to talk about our guest today Clinton Kirkpatrick yes please we're very excited that he's here um because he's multi-talented and he's doing lots of things in the community. He's singing, he's painting, he's gonna teach us. Uh, we're gonna draw with him today while we chat with him. Um, mm-hmm. And he's gonna tell us all about it. Should we start? Let's start. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Come along with me and I know you'll see that a song changes
1: everything.
0: Oh, my head. <laughs> you hey guys, this is what happens when you're live. This is why sometimes we record things. It's the other one. Just wait. Okay, there. Hi. Hi, Clinton. Hi. Maybe I'll uh, edit that out for the. I probably won't. That's too much work to put it when it goes on a podcast. How are you, sir?
3: I am very well. Thank you. Yes. How are you both?
0: I have no complaints. Catherine?
1: Oh, we're good. Yeah. Happy to be here with you.
0: Yes. All the way, tell everybody where you're from, because um, it's fun on this podcast, we get to talk to people from all over the world, so I love to find out where people are actually from. Mm-hmm.
3: So I am currently in Belfast, uh, Northern Ireland, so I kind of live in uh, live in the east uh, of the city. Uh, so yes, yeah, so I kind of, uh, Ireland, UK, kind of part of the world, so it's 9.30 here uh, with us at night, um, so I think it's just mid-afternoon with you guys, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's nearing bedtime for me.
0: All right. So we'll make it quick so you can go to bed um, and be on your way. Uh, You just got back from choir practice. When did you, how did that come about? When did you decide that, that you needed to sing?
3: Yeah. So I've always kind of been quite musical in my life from like a young age. So there was, uh, right through school, sort of music and art were the two kind of uh, subjects that I just was most interested in Then when I got to kind of teenage years, it was uh, it was the art that that kind of took precedence But later on in life, especially when I moved here to East Belfast, I kind of started to really notice that I was missing music in my life um, mm. So I kind of got a piano and started to kind of play a wee bit again like a digital small sort of smaller digital one and then sort of it's like I miss kind of singing I used to be in choirs years ago so I sought out a choir in the east it was relatively new and I've been in the choir now probably approaching five years if not slightly more so yeah
1: and is it a like a community choir is it um, affiliated with a church or how did you No, nope,
3: it's how? a so it's a community choir um so there's uh people all types of people uh, sort of come along and join in. And then there's like a core, there tends to be a core group of us that kind of like repeatedly just stick with it and turn up, you know, season after season. And then we kind of get people that kind of maybe drift in and out or come back a couple of seasons later. Uh, So it's very much like as and when. And, you know, but I, I love it though. It's kind of like one of those, you know, things get you out of the house on a, usually it's a Tuesday night. It just so happens we have like a performance in two weeks time. So we have extra practices at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love it. It's such like a lovely little community of people. And you know, the kind of the, the longer, obviously we've been doing it, the stronger the choir has been getting as well. So it's mm-hmm. really kind of nice to be a part of.
0: Awesome. Where is your performance in a couple of weeks? I'm curious, like who you're doing it for and why? and
3: Yeah there is a uh, festival here in East Belfast that's called the Eastside Arts Festival and we are kind of like programmed into one of their activities so there is a it's a working men's club um, but like uh, sort of everybody goes to it but like there's another event so we're kind of uh, forgive me I forget the name of the musician but uh, we're kind of like starting the, the show and then this other musician will come on after so we're kind of Coming in, we have like a whole set to do, and then it'll sort of be an even just to stick around and listen to some other
0: music as well. What does music do for you? I think I think it kind of does the same for everyone, but I'm always curious, like the the reason why people, especially, you know, it's one thing to like listen to it, but to actually make music, I think, is a whole other level of of uh, love for it and another layer of what it can do for you. So I'm curious. I think
3: it's uh, I think for me it's sort of it was always something it's something that's kind of like always been there um so I kind of feel like it's always sort of been a part of me and I interestingly really resonate with like uh musical notes or you know rather than words so i kind of quite often can get the tunes down straight away and sort of like struggle a wee bit more to kind of like get words into my mind and stuff like that but certainly for me it's a way to kind of relax it's a way to kind of connect with other people and it's a way to kind of just retain a wee bit of that kind of musical link to my childhood Mm. um you know because it was a huge i mean i played piano you know played a few different instruments played piano dabbled in the guitar, another instrument called bassoon, which is- which wasn't uh, terribly great, but uh, at the same time, uh, they needed one for the school choir, or the school orchestra. Uh, but yeah, the the piano was kind of where I kind of sat with, and I got up to like grade five, and then I kind of just you know lost it over the years. You know what it's like; you kind of move away from things. So I kind of just wanted it back in my life. Uh, so it's nice. It kind of mi- it just makes it's something completely for me that's not art related because my art, my life is so consumed by kind of like the arts. Um, I guess the music is the arts, but it's a it's a different type, which is. That's, great. Yeah.
0: That's a good segue into what we're going to do with you, even though it's a good—he does music to get away from art, but we're going to force him to do art now right. for the next <laughs> twenty-five minutes. But you're going to uh, kind of walk us through something um, that anybody can do. I am not an artist by any means. Catherine is, and so I would love for you to kind of teach us and the people watching and listening how to how to tap into their creative side. And I know you're going to be using technology and I'm going to use a notebook and I think notebook. Catherine's also using a notebook. Mm-hmm.
3: The good thing what I find out about kind of like technology, especially like with an iPad is that you can really quickly erase a mark and yeah. uh, you don't get kind of see it on the page. But I think what we'll do, um, I, I was thinking around the idea of drawing. So for me, Um, Like drawing is a huge part of my kind of life. I've been drawing now every day for the past five years. I think I'm in 2017. So 17 to 19, 20, 21, 22. I'm actually in my sixth year of drawing every day. So I kind of like this extraordinary kind of like amount of drawings um, there, a lot of digital, a lot of that became digital because I was kind of thinking myself, I'm not really a digital artist not kind of like a mecca in that way because I'm very much kind of like physical paintings you know charcoal oil pastels that sort of stuff but what the digital allows me to do is to like put this into my bag and go anywhere in the world and then I find that kind of like space where I can like Take the dry pa- uh, Sorry, take the iPad out and just draw anywhere. It was sort of like you know, it was a was a great tool and have like charcoal or different tools that mimic you know real tools on it, which were great. So a lot of kind of my drawing practice, um, I I kind of create imaginary uh, sort of fictional situations, but my work was also kind of like rooted in like here and now, it's uh, rooted in my own autobiographical experience. Um, it's rooted in kind of all these different, uh, conversations that I have or observations. So why I'm saying that is, um, I'll talk you through like the last couple of drawings that I did before I get into us doing a little bit. Um, so if you can kind of see on my iPad, that I've got these sort of like different images up here. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually today was taking a lot of them off the iPad, it's free up space, but if I show you, if I go in and kind of like show you some of these, um, this year I've been focusing on um, every day my drawings are leading on from the day before so right. if you can kind of see this character, he's in this sort of space that I created around like this fire and uh, these kind of flames. And then the, the next day, the world, you start to kind of see the world. I think I was kind of responding a little bit to, you know, the idea of like the heat that's happening in the world these days. So I was kind of then starting to look at that world slightly bigger. So this character still exists, but he started to come smaller. I'm really interested in that James Webb kind of like image, the star image that has come up from the James Webb telescope. Um, so that kind of comes in. So I pick and choose different elements to put in. Then a couple of days ago with the drawing, you know, the, the character you see, is kind of see the whole world. So I just, every day I've been like leading on. Um, so, so it keeps
1: evolving. So yeah. uh, that's really interesting. And you're using um, Procreate?
3: Procreate, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a, it's a really great, it's great. I've used it for years now and it's like a really, really fantastic kind of thing. So, what, so I think, you know, maybe... Uh, what theme would you like to choose for a drawing workshop? Can,
0: oh, can I ask a question about Pro, procreate? Cause I have an iPad that I don't know how to use. I'm that person who like, I'm hundred years old and I, need an
1: iPad manual, Richard. I do. I, do. I my new yeah.
0: favorite paperback should be the manual for my iPad, but is that something that comes like standard on an iPad or do you have to buy that? Or how does that work?
3: Yeah, it was a, it was sort of an app, I think the you know, within the notes section of like the iPads, you can like do little drawings on it. Okay. But the Procreate, um, you know, you buy the app. I think for me over here it was like five ninety nine, so oh. probably like $10 or something like that so it was relatively inexpensive um, and then I got like a, one of the Apple pencils to use just so you could actually kind of you know get the different textures and different marks and different weights with it as well so yeah but it's, it's that was it it was very much just an app but there's so many apps now so many drawing apps that you know you can, you can kind of like sift through and see what might suit your needs I chose Procreate pretty much for I wanted a tool set that mimicked a lot of the tools that I use so whether that was charcoal or drawing or inks or you know oil paint or stuff like that obviously it's not like painting or drawing uh, you know with the actual material um, but it certainly does mimic the visual and that's sort of allowed me to kind of like explore different ways of you know working you know and whether I might like it or whether I might not it's kind of made me buy actual real material like ink different inks and stuff my inks are like a huge part of my kind of collage and drawing practice as well so it's kind of allowed me to experiment a bit more but all in the palm of my hand and without spending more money (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's interesting okay so
3: for anybody kind of like wanting to get into drawing or to think about kind of like having a practice um for me at the moment i am pretty much drawing all the time as an exercise so i look at my drawing really as kind of like looking at what i'm interested in um so whether that is kind of the like i said before the conversations i have with the world uh things that i read um whether that's kind of like i'm really kind of interested in kind of like systems like politics like religion things that kind of bind communities and uh kind of infiltrate through them so i kind of look at all of that so i pick and choose so a lot of my work will reference different bits and pieces and as my kind of like works developed um, it has become this kind of mesh of everything and I kind of blend it and sometimes like things that I've done years ago will come back to the forefront of the drawing or the work you know years later it's kind of like really interesting but I see it all as one thing if that kind of makes sense but this year I've, I've decided to kind of like continue every day my drawing is a sequence um and I wanted to see where the drawing would go by itself or by my thought process and um, so I think as a way for for anybody else kind of like starting drawing or even you know if we start something now you know I kind of like you know choose something to kind of focus on so maybe does somebody want to pick a word or pick a, an object we'll start with that and I'll talk us through doing something hmm. I think everyone's
1: I think well, not everyone. Most people are probably dealing with heat, <laughs> like extreme heat. So that's the first thing that popped in my head.
3: Okay. Well, then I would say, like, let's just start with like an like an outline of an object that you associate with heat and draw the object that's sort of in your mind. So I'll I'll kind of draw
0: some. Should we like do it. color yet, or just like draw the outline? I think maybe start
3: with an outline. I mean, okay. you can use you can use a colored outline if you want to, but uh, it might be kind of nice. Start with an outline and then start to maybe introduce color in a little bit. So the good thing about the iPad is like you can very quickly colorful and um, you know get spaces of color without having to spend loads of time kind of shading in. But uh, and you don't have to make it complicated. So I, I a lot of kind of I think like drawing is sort of like. You can it can get as complicated as what you want it to be. But sometimes when you kind of really simplify things down, it just becomes more accessible or easier and you take the pressure away from yourself because people this uh, quite often in the workshops, community art workshops that I, that I run, a lot of people have this kind of like fear around um, that, I, that they can't do something or that they don't have the ability or whatever. So I'm just like, simplify it down. You know, everybody has to learn somewhere. Everybody has to start somewhere. So purposes of now, think something relating to heat, and I'm going to draw...
0: So Clinton's using his iPad. Catherine, what are you using? I'm
1: using a pencil and a, a sketchbook.
0: Okay. I'm using colored pencils and a sketchbook. I'm trying to think of what I want.
3: And, of course, as I am doing this, my
0: Apple Pencil has just... Decided to flatline.
1: <laughs> it's ready for bed.
0: <laughs> See, technology is great until it doesn't work. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs>
3: the good thing about kind of like working with the the digital kind of source, Um, you know, you can just erase things really, really quickly. Um, That's kind of why it allows me to kind of work on my compositions a lot more quickly. So I'll kind of work through and then I'll take a lot of these drawings that I make and I'll turn those into paintings. Um, So it allows me to kind of work with speed. And I like I'm somebody kind of likes to kind of like create a lot or kind of make a lot. So now has everybody got something on the page? Yes. Would we like to do a reveal? Yes. So
1: Mine's very literal, so
3: Yeah, look well yeah, there's
0: Oh, you both did fire. I of course did a coffee mug. I love it. (laughs) Yes. That's where I get my heat source from is my little coffee mug.
3: That's a good one. <laughs> so, yeah, the fire, like for me, is like I, I think sometimes my mind just kind of goes directly to, uh, you know, a thought, like a thought process, and at, at the minute I'm kind of like looking at that in my work as well, because like just this idea of like drought and the the fires that are happening everywhere. I mean, it's quite extraordinary, and like we've just even in the UK and Ireland over here, over here, we've peaked uh, temperatures that we've never reached before. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's really fascinating. So that's kind of like. So yeah, so the fire is kind of very, very poignant, but coffee
0: is also uh, poignant.
1: Coffee's more fun,
0: Richard. Well, I was, I wanted, yes, I thought, of course I went right to flame, but I was like, well, I wanted to like do like, so I thought that that would, anyway, keep going. Um, Were you resistant at all to going from physical things used to make art to going to digital? Like, you know, how when, when, ebooks first became popular and everyone was like I need to hold a book I can't have this digital thing and now everyone has some sort of electronic Uh, way
3: yeah the I I definitely was resistant to um to technology because in my mind I was like I am a painter it's all about Uh that physicality it's all about the material and I still really do believe that you know but they I think I think my thought process changed a couple of years ago, especially when I started kind of introducing the iPad into the work. Um, I sort of like thinking to myself, well, actually, we live in a society that is so driven by the digital, that is so, you know, it's just like, you know, technology is part of our like current DNA kind of like throughout the world. So I think it's foolish maybe to kind of not introduce it in different ways into your practice. um. And you don't you don't have to, but like I think for me it's like you know I just kind of got to that point. I was like, well, I'm an artist, and there's different ways to do things. And I became much more open and receptive to uh, just introducing. Mm-hmm. And it's you know since then like I've really loved using the iPad, and it's become like a really integral part. And like even with the drawings now, I'm going back to the physical. And I just last year published my second book of drawings, and it's 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 using I've made those books using all the digital work because the digital mm-hmm. work goes into this kind of space of Uh, you know Facebook or Instagram or online socials or whatever but it gets lost I think it kind of gets lost so I'm kind of bringing that then back to the physical which I
0: I love what you said about being able to explore with more things than you probably would have if you had to go buy everything physically that you get to kind of play with more exactly
3: exactly so we kind of have our objects um what I'm going to suggest now is introducing a character into the piece of work so I kind of populate my work with um, lots of different objects essentially but you can kind of think around object um, you know in in many different ways but I'm really interested in the human and I'm really interested in kind of the physical form so a lot of that kind of I really take the human and I kind of almost it's always recognizable but I quite manipulate it quite a lot I kind of change shapes and see how things might work so what i'm going to suggest is that you introduce a character of your choice um, and just draw a shape somewhere on your page or somewhere on my page my digital page Um, and it can be any way it doesn't have to be i'm kind of like trying to like loosen up a little bit so a lot of kind of my early teaching is about like loosening people up and moving away from things having to be so defined so you can be like a big shape an outline of a character whatever you need it to be Um, that's the second part of the drawing I've managed to get a wee bit of charge now on my on my Apple pencil. Just grip. That can be quick, or it can be
0: as detailed as you need it to be. You're definitely going to be able to see who's the artist on this interview and who <laughs> is not the artist, but just the host of the program.
3: <laughs> well, in, in some people's eyes, uh, my work uh, is questionable so <laughs>
0: <laughs> when That's a great question of when when did you gain the confidence? Uh, from going from just like, you know, doing it in a notebook where nobody sees it to putting it on display and, uh, I guess, being proud of what you've done.
3: Yeah, I mean, I kind of, um, I really knew I was an artist from like a young age. Uh, In fact, I wrote it in in a jotter, an English jotter, whenever I was 10 years old, still in primary school. My teacher posed a question was sort of like, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I wrote, I want to be an artist and um, my mom actually found the, the book recently and she gave it to me and my teacher had underlined it all in red pen and he actually wrote the words you might want to rethink your oh, career <laughs> yeah so that was kind of like but that's still like I said, I come from a very conservative space and it's still that kind of mindset uh, you know it's not valued uh, I think it's probably the same in many places um, but right through school then I was kind of like art was just the thing I just really loved um, and then I went to university and I studied a painting and drawing degree um, I did a wee bit of travel came back and finished the degree and really then I just knew that that was kind of like what I wanted to be doing um, so it was very very easy for me to step back I moved home then in 2008 and uh, decided to kind of place some roots in Belfast and basically it was uh, hit the ground running for me and I really just have worked since then. and I've, I've sort of lot, you know, looked for shows. and you know, I, if a lot of the work, that I first put up is quite questionable. But I also think that, you know, any artist goes through the periods of time of discovery and you have got to figure out what it is you're interested in and how you want to kind of like present your work to the world and the conversations that you want to have. But when I look right back through my work now, there's always been these core, you know, strands that have run, you know, uh, through the work, you know, like my interest in the human, my interest in the media, my interest in kind of like how how other things affect other people. Uh, so really So yeah, so yeah, so that's kind of, that's it. But I've always had the, I think I've always had the courage to put it out there and because I've always had that drive to figure it out a little bit better and it's always evolving and it's always a learning curve. So for me, it's like once I've done one body of work or one sort of set of uh, shows or whatever, I'm ready for the next one. I'm always, my mind is always kind of like spinning and always kind of like in a creative mode anyway. So I, I, I find it easy to kind of like continue on like that. Uh, if that's kind of answering your question, but I've always mm-hmm. kind of yeah, I, and I kind of feel like it's just like I feel because I I call myself an artist and that I am a maker, you know the the what I want to do is present that out in some capacity. However, I will say with that, like there are you know certainly through the community work and all of the work I do with with other people, it's like I've learned that an artist can be defined in many, many, many different ways. Um, And there is no set way. So I think everybody has just got to find their own uh, individual conversation really around who they want to be and how they want to kind of present themselves. Um, So yes, with my work then, I mean, I live in a very kind of conservative space as well. And um, it's very difficult for me to get my work kind of maybe uh, as accepted here. But at the same time, I've like really remained quite uh, the integrity through my work has always kind of remained. I've always made work that I wanted to make, and I've always made work that kind of like is fundamentally from somewhere in my it's mind. True to like,
1: yourself, <laughs> yeah. It's true to
3: myself, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love it. And it's like now I'm so sort of like the imagery there. I know what I'm kind of doing with the work, and now. I'm Really starting to get good as a, a with quality of painting as well, and it's it's that's the that's the shift at the moment. As I'm starting to really understand the properties of paint, and it's taken a long time, uh, but it's uh, it's a, it's a journey. I think it's just yeah. a journey.
0: We have a um, a listener comment because they're driving from Sarah. Who says? Hey there, driving so not drawing. Clinton, I work as an artist in residence in a hospital in Gainesville, Florida. I've done a few guest residencies with Arts Art. I can't read because I don't have my glasses on. Arts Care in Belfast and love it there. Nice to see you representing. Oh, fantastic!
3: Well, thank you very much. I hope you're not texting while driving as well.
0: (laughs) I'm sure she pulled over. (laughs) I always like, talk to text, yeah. <laughs> I, just,
3: <laughs> I think I think you can even do voice recognition now. But the um, yes, Arts Care is still like alive and well here and it's a, it's quite a large um, organization. A few of my friends have kind of done a lot of project work with them. Um so actually recently I was delivering a workshop in they have a new space that's opened nearby here in Belfast, And it's it's really kind of for I think I don't want to kind of speak out of turn because I don't know too much, but I think it's more providing nice a space where people can come to um small groups instead of like working large projects. So yeah, so it's it's a great, great organization.
0: Great. Thank you for uh watching slash listening, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um are we update are we revealing our our
3: Shall we reveal and this Eric is the point there? you're gonna ask me, are you an artist? So <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. Oh, I love it. It's like a little lizard. Love yes.
0: Right. <laughs> right. Go oh, on, my, Richard. <laughs> my, mine's an elephant trunk drinking the coffee. Nice. Of the mug.
3: Is it a metaphor?
0: <laughs> it's, it's. I just love elephants. And <laughs> coffee. And yeah. coffee. I'm just <laughs> combining everything I love into this random drawing.
3: Brilliant. <laughs> uh, elephants are my favorite animal. Love them. Um, yeah, so the next part then I would sort of suggest um, where do you want your drawing to be? So I kind of quite often will have, um, I'll start with the objects or I'll start with the person and I often build or construct a world around the person. So I'm kind of, that's maybe the next little part. It doesn't have to be some elaborate scene. doesn't have to be some detailed kind of like table, some kind of, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever you, wherever you want, wherever you want, your, wherever you want your coffee cup to be now it's time to wherever you want your lizard and your fire to be put something in and i would also say as well like don't you don't have to kind of always think about like the entire situation you can add other objects in you can add one object like a tree or like a table in the distance or a chair in in the distance you don't have to create the whole entire scene if that makes sense because sometimes less is more okay And now I'm thinking to myself, what am I going to do?
0: <laughs> hmm.
1: How often do you teach classes, Clinton?
3: So I would, so I'm, I'm a full time freelance artist. Mm-hmm. Um, so I work between my studio and between community workshops. Um, I've also been a community artist for 12 years now. So i kind of take work as and when um i have had groups that i've worked with a long time COVID really really had a massive impact on sure. kind of work life and you know it was really interesting watching everything that you do for a living just be taken away from you in like a flash um so thankfully thankfully it's building back up now and um, i'm busy so yeah, so i do i just sort of like i get calls here and there um i worked recently sort of uh with Eastside Arts, or there's uh, another organization here called Strand, the Strand Art Center. Um, I worked with them quite a lot, and then I took on a project there. I've worked with a theater company for the last um about eight years called terra productions and i usually go in as like a facilitator with them and i run mm-hmm. workshops and deliver things like that but i did a bit more of an in-depth um period of time there i did five months as a project manager on one of their theater shows so i had a couple of days a week doing that so i kind of tech work here and there um and then i've also developed programs and deliver programs over a number of years and it's been it's been good so yeah so at the moment i'm literally just out of that period of time with the theater and then I've a couple of little bits of pieces of work at the moment which are coming up uh, with different community groups so later in august actually and that gives me a couple of weeks to be back in the studio here and then i'll get back into that work
0: can you tell everybody what a community artist is and what they do
3: yeah so i think um it can sort of come in different uh shapes and sizes but for me and my from my perspective i I think years ago I kind of was really interested in the idea of uh, being a teacher. Um, I was then kind of maybe looking at my friends who were becoming teachers and I wasn't necessarily as interested in the conversation around schools because I'm really interested in kind of like one-to-one mentoring or one-to-one kind of like um, support or guidance. Um, so what I found was that whenever I started to get into the, uh, the different workshops, I first, my first job in Belfast was a, as a community arts development officer, so I was straight into kind of like creating these projects and delivering these projects within a wide context within a certain area of Belfast. So give me a really lovely introduction. Um, then over the years what I've really learned is so normally as a community artist you will be hired by an organization to come in and do a body of work for a number of weeks and usually it would be like uh two three four five six weeks maximum um so it's always short it's always to deliver a project with a group and you get various different types of people and different types of skill level um so I've worked a lot over the years just indirectly it's kind of come my way um but with uh mental health and physical disability or you know different uh, different sort of like organizations like that have have come into this sort of like one of the spaces that I've worked with um so it's been really fascinating like autism you know lots of different I've learned I've used my community arts as a huge learning uh sort of tool maybe as well just to learn about people and learn about how lots of different people operate so yeah so i'm kind of waffling on a bit but it's um you know i kind of as as a community artist it kind of comes and goes and i have worked with all different types of people all different age groups right from very very young right up to very very old you know with kind of like dementia and all that kind of stuff and I'm just really interested in so much of it but I really love working with adults I really love working with people who are able to have conversations mm. in uh ways that you know where you know are they to life and you can kind of learn things about them I don't know that's kind of I, I love working with like young people as well but uh I, my heart kind of like lies with with uh with the with the older people um so yeah so it's 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 Quite varied. I'm thinking to myself. I should also do even of this drawing. <laughs> Have you done your part?
0: I think it's going to be as good as I can get.
3: So, do you guys do you host a lot of um, podcasts? we do
0: new interviews every week
3: oh fantastic yeah
0: yeah done it a little over a year now and i mean it was kind of the same way we started it because we wanted to i people's stories are so fascinating and everybody has things that you don't even know when we get to meet people and learn is really it's really why i wanted to start this was because i wanted to learn from everyone mm-hmm. um And some people knew that they were in arts and health when I when we reach out to ask them to be on and some had no idea even what it was. So it's kind of a great exchange of really being able to talk about The arts and and why we should be doing them and not necessarily waiting. We work at hearts need art with people in the hospital, but it's really this is for people who are not in the hospital who are not sick who who you know, like what can happen if like you do, you draw every single day and there's so much research around that about how that benefits your health and what it does for you. So kind of not waiting until you're in the hospital to reach out to us. But what can we do today to keep ourselves um, healthy any way we can?
3: Mm. I think it's a, it's a, such a I know in Northern Ireland, like uh, touching upon what you're saying there about mental health and well-being really like it's becoming such a prominent conversation in our culture and our society where you know everybody is starting and especially through covid and especially kind of through those periods of time where everybody's mental health has been affected in so many other ways like the power of arts and the power of kind of like how engaging with with something and you know just even by doing something for a couple of minutes a day like has Mm. a huge benefit and a huge impact so i mean even sort of like the drawing you know you don't it doesn't have to be some kind of like that's why i always tell people take a step back just relax around Um. you know um around what it should be because we all bring to the table this idea that you know things should be a certain way or you know if you can't draw it like some like leonardo da vinci or some kind of like you know person like that that it's not valid in some way Mm -hmm. you know i mean That's why I kind of like, I I do joke sometimes about the way my work appears and I, you know, because it is quite cartoonish and it is quite free and it's just, it's quite abstract in ways and there's, there's, you know, it's not like defined, you know, by some kind of like real technical kind of skill. It's much more of an exploration. So it can be anything art can be anything mm-hmm. and especially sitting in those kind of like, you know, if, it, if you're in hospital or if you're in like a waiting room or whatever, you can literally just do something of a small scale in those moments and it puts your mind somewhere. It stops you thinking about other things, you focus yes. on something else. And then the more you do it, the more your skill increases, the more your confidence increases. I mean, I have worked with people that I have like that have come into my groups, And who are now my friends, like really good friends of mine in life. And I've worked with these people and like, I've watched them go on this journey and this trajectory and you just have to do it because you want to do it. You know, you'll never be able to kind of like, you know, if you, if you, if you're not interested fundamentally, uh, then that's okay. You know, you don't have to, but I mean, if there's a slight interest, you just have to do it, you know, and you can be quite surprised at how quickly, you know, things can start to look like something or become what you want it to be, you
0: know. I mean, or not, I've been here for five years and have no, I don't think my art ability has increased at all, but my ability to do it in front of in front of people or for people yeah. and not be afraid to show it, like and not that I'm gonna frame what I'm about to show everybody, but I'm still like it's, and that's the point is that it's okay that it's not going to be behind a frame at a gallery. It's just, I, I had fun doing it. So, right, the self-expression yeah. aspect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And anytime I get to talk about coffee and elephants, (laughs) it's a good day. (laughs)
3: Um, Something else is having a lot of self expression today is my hair, as I'm sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If we could zoom in, but we
3: can't. (laughs) Uh, It's very funny. Uh, So, right, are we up to, so we've drawn in our kind of like scenario, if we want to kind of put it that way. What have each of you drawn?
1: I don't know what's happening, but. This is, this I love it. I yeah. At... Yeah. Oh
0: my gosh. Oh,
3: girls. <sighs> These are really great. <laughs> so see how quickly they've become really detailed. And oh, it's yeah. like, you know, you can kind of like just step by step kind of like build the drawing. You don't have to kind of approach it kind of like all in one go. And that's exactly how I kind of like approach. So I kept it simple because I did too much talking there. But I've created this kind of like circular kind of space that I've put the fire and the person in, and I've created a horizon line. So I'm intending to kind of like uh what we'll do so yeah so my my last kind of point then would be to kind of fill it with color or fill it with kind of like um things that you kind of like the colors that you want to have in it and then you can add different textures in so a lot with um any kind of like uh piece of apparatus that you kind of can make marks with you can kind of like do little lines or cross hatching um do some examples so You can kind of do lines to kind of make kind of like textures let me see like this you can see Uh, another technique uh, in drawing is like cross hatching where you kind of like do these little cross hatches and you can see you can start to create like shadow or sorry different types of space with that another way is like stippling so you can kind of like fill in little textured areas full of like little dots if you can mm-hmm. see that, I'm not sure if you can see it totally clearly on there but and then the the, the the fourth kind of element really of drawing is about shading so you can kind of lightly shade in um, or create so if I was going to finish I'm going to work on this quickly and kind of like add some color spaces and then add some texture so that would be kind of like the way I would say maybe to finish it off is to kind of like add your color fill your color you can fill full space of color if you want to and then go over the top of that maybe with a darker Color, like so say you use an orange for a background, you can take then like a dark green or a blue and outline it or add some texture in there. Play with your color. And I'm very, I use color very intuitively. So, um, but you always kind of think like light with dark. So, if you've got a light com- color somewhere, you can use something slightly darker over the top of it and you'll see it. And um, usually you can't put light over. Uh, over dark, unless you're kind of like using, well, certain things like a, an oil pastel or, or the, the pad, um, so it's different ways, different materials will do different things I mean, is what I'm trying to say, so
0: So we'll take a break, and we'll all work more on our uh, drawings, and then when we come back, we'll unveil them, and then uh, we'll also tell you how you can um, connect with uh, Clinton if you would like to, so we'll be right back after this Whether you consider yourself a musician or
2: not, music is all around us and it affects our everyday lives. Whether it's
3: background music influencing our shopping habits in a store, organ music adding the vibe to a baseball game, or a playlist convincing us to keep going on that last mile of a run. I'm Minty Peterson, host of the podcast Enhanced Life with Music, where we take a holistic look at the power of music in our everyday lives through the lens of science and health, sports and entertainment, business and education. You can find me and Enhanced Life with Music at mpetersonmusic.com
0: slash podcast, or wherever you get your audio. Unleash the power of music.
1: Medical professionals are burning out at an alarming rate. Burnout can cause health workers to feel hopeless, trapped, helpless, worthless, depressed, sleepless, and tired. By joining the Heart's Need Art Gratitude Grams program, medical staff receive a personalized email and video from a musician, an artist, or writer once a week that includes a message of thanks, an encouraging song, uplifting poem or a simple art activity. After watching their gratitude gram, participants report feeling more hopeful, empowered, energized, and appreciated. If you are or know a healthcare worker that would like to receive free gratitude grams, please visit heartsneedart.org.
0: Oh, we're back. Um, we used to, we used to have more commercials. Um, all we need right. More time. We, we
1: need more time. we need more time.
0: <laughs> to be continued. Um Do we want to see where we're at before we leave today? Sure. The fun thing is that we can continue to do this. I think this is a great activity, one that we might steal uh, for this podcast to do on a rotating. (laughs) Like every week we do something. So
1: Okay, I'll be ready.
0: (laughs) Are we ready? I didn't really add that much, but I want to see. I didn't get that
1: far. I didn't get that far. I just started. Now we're all
0: coming up with the excuses. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Wait, Catherine, where is yours? I can't, I don't have my glasses on, so I can't see like your background. Like where, where's your location? There's like a brick or
1: stone wall behind it. Like they're, I I don't know how that happened, but
0: they're inside of something. No explanation needed.
3: (laughs) A cabin or a house somewhere.
0: (laughs) That's so cool. Clinton, how can people uh, connect with you if they would like more information on you or all of the things that you're doing?
3: Yeah, so you can kind of like um, really link in with my website. I have two different websites. I've got one that's kind of my name, so clintonkirkpatrick.com, which is about to go into a space of kind of like being reevaluated, but it does exist. Um, you can see a lot of the history of my work there. find out about me as an an artist and then I have a sort of more updated website that I would kind of more use as a commercial platform so it's called orangepaintbooks.com and it's kind of a space where you can find out a little bit about me but it's sort of more you can see an overview of a lot of my different practice so it's like the painting, uh, the books that I have now, um, the drawing that I kind of make and it's also kind of available for sale but yeah you can also just type in my name to google and different things will come up as well so
0: this has been really fun. Thank you for yes, thank for you. Uh, taking us through this. Thank you both. Oh, it's been great. Catherine, any final words?
1: No, I I just appreciate that you shared that like you you draw every day um, that it's just part of your life. Like some people work out every day, um, whatever our daily things are, and that um, it's I think um, I think we just have to actually sit down and do it. <laughs> Or while we're commuting, you know, if you're sitting on a bus or where, where, wherever you're. Going. Yeah, but it
3: could be it could be writing. It could be you know, there's there's many kind of. I think I think, I kind of often say to people, you know, try to look for those little things that just really interest you, and then just start with it, and then you never know where it can kind of go. So thankfully for me, you know, a drawing is uh, something I just I'm really interested in, so I can do it every day, you know, easily. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's so cool. I tried to paint every day. I like turned I think it was when I turned 35. I was like, every day I'm going to paint. And I got to like day six. And I was like, Oh, crap, I forgot. Um, So so maybe, but it was like so much work, you know, to take all the paint out and all the things. But maybe just doing something like that, like drawing would be easier. Anyway. uh, Thank you very much for being here. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Of course. And uh, make sure you watch and subscribe and all of those things, wherever you're doing all of those things. And we will see you next week, everyone.
2: Bye-bye. People facing life altering health challenges. Join us next week to learn more ways you can create arts for the health of it. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Hearts Art, their staff, board members, or other affiliates. All content is created for informational purposes only. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice or to diagnose and treat any health condition.